just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 121 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 6, episode 15, We Change, We Wait. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 15, We Change, We Wait. Dom, it's been a minute. But we are her. What's happening, my man? Hello, mate. Welcome back. Did you have a nice birthday time off? We've had it. We've had a few weeks off. Seems like we've had quite a few few weeks off lately. But you know, hopefully, again, that's the last of it, and we're pretty much solid through all the way to the end of the year. That's the plan. You know, maybe some breaks here and there. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, it has been a little bit hiatus I know you hate that. That is, you think it's not been a hiatus, has to be longer to be a hiatus. Maybe a good example of a hiatus is One Direction. The thing has been out of the picture for a minute. You know, maybe in like 10 years' time, they'll reform. Well, Little, Who knows? Mix. Little Mix is a definite hiatus, isn't it? Because they've, yeah. although they got rid of, is it Jessie Nelson? Although they've been Je- her well, off. They, she left, I think. She left. And tried a solo career, and I don't think it popped off. She did like a <laughs> remix of, um, you know, the P Diddy song. Oh, I can't remember how it goes. There goes the neighborhood. Bump, ba 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 ba. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now, cause it's bad boy for life. That's the one. Well, she's she's doing. Free that. know the kicks. <laughs> But, but the other three in Little Mix have said they haven't mm. split up. They're on a hiatus. So they might right. decide to get back. Basically, when the money runs low, they get yeah. back together and do some touring and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like JLS have recently done. Yes. Yes. Big fan. I I can't lie and say I definitely <laughs> had some JLS when it was coming out. And they came to... So for anyone who doesn't know, JLS is like a... Like a... Backstreet Boys, NSYNC type boy band, but was not in that era. Was maybe like they were definitely around when me and F got together. So that was like two thousand and nine. Well, they're a product of X Factor as well, aren't they? Yeah, so. yeah. But I think they they entered as a group. They, they weren't did. like yeah, formed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, well, <laughs> F and I watch Rochelle and Marvin every week because they host the Hit List. My favorite show. You would kill it on that show. This is for people that don't know. This is a Saturday night game show on UK television that they play like three seconds of a song and then the people have to say the the title and the artist and they're in teams and then there's money involved and yeah. Should we actually watch it? Yeah, yeah, I watch it every week. Should we play one week? I'll come around to yours. Like let's just, even if you've watched the episode before, we'll just watch it. 
we'll pick a random one, like an old one, and we'll watch it, and we'll like score each other and see how. D- how well I'm we terrible. I can't do. It. I bet you're really good at it. Should we just go on? Can we not just apply and go on the show? And I just won't know. And I'll just say I'm just here to hype him up. And when you get it, I'll be like, <laughs> "That's my dog. That's my dog." <laughs> I I think um, Ruby applied for us to go on. Oh, this is actually happening. Yeah, but but it it was. Did she say she got? Has she got my details? But it's for the season that's on now, so we didn't make it. Oh, but did she just write in my my like details on there? I'm just gonna say yes. When I said for us to go on, I really yeah. meant me and her. But I'm gonna say yes. I mean me and you. What? This was our dream of, <laughs> of <laughs> thirty seconds, six seconds ago. Yeah, <laughs> I, oh, I love the hit list. Anyway, it's awesome. Yeah, my dad and do you remember Raj he used to live across the road from me when we were when we were kids. My dad and Raj and a couple of their friends um, applied to go on Eggheads, which is Ooh. another like UK show, and they got all the way to the point of like screen testing. And then it didn't come through, so I don't know Aww. which one of their faces, which one of them, you know, <laughs> offended. What channel was on BBC Two? Maybe yeah. like offended. I mean, I'm going to go out there and say I assume it's not my dad, um, <laughs> because you know I'm going to talk about my dad a bit later in reference to this episode. Okay, um, just a little little point, but. Um, yeah, you know, I like to think of my dad as as a good-looking guy, so I'm not going to... I don't think it was him, but maybe he was too good-looking that they were like, you know what, you're going to make the egghead. Who are the eggheads? My dad hated that guy, the, like, swarmy guy. CJ? Yes. Prick. Does everyone hate him? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He Didn't he murder someone? There's this thing about him yeah. murdering someone in Amsterdam where he pushed someone in the canal and then they never came back out. So technically wanted for murder. And then I think they quite quickly took him off BBC Two. And has he remained off? I, I don't watch it. I used to watch it years ago, but I don't watch it now. So I have no idea. No idea who's on it anymore. F's also a big fan of The Chase. I like The Chase. The Chase is good. It's di- like the US Chase. Have you ever watched the US version? No. Di- it's different to ours. It's, it's got, it had the beast on it. No but, way. But it's different, like the setup and the format's di- different. Interesting. Yeah, but the chase is good. I like the chase. Do you like Pointless? <laughs> Not really, cause, no. because uh, I've forgotten his name. Alexander Arnold? Armstrong. A- Armstrong. Oh, I knew it was two A's. And the other dude? Uh, R- Richard, who's not on it anymore. Oh, okay, just the guy that Googles. They have no chemistry at all. (laughs) At all. Like, he would turn to him and make a joke and be like, ah, indeed, indeed, indeed. You know when when Richard Osman is on it, was on it, you know, the laptop in front of him? Yeah. That it's not even turned on. He just knows all that stuff because he he has really bad uh, problems with his eyes. So he doesn't, like, sit and look at screens and things like that. He just knows this stuff. And he, he... He's got a game show called House of Games, which is on BBC Two, which is actually really good. I really enjoy that as well because it's like puzzles F, and different F, stuff. F likes that as well. She bought the board game version of that for Christmas. Oh, I got I, some, I got like some cards of it, which is really good fun. Um, I, I I I love that. But he doesn't 
but he re- he can't like see properly. He really really struggles to see. So all of the stuff that he's looking at is like all he doesn't have like an auto cue or anything like that because he can't see it. Wow. Can't, he can't read it. So yeah, the screen was never turned on. All of that information is stuff that he just knew or was like being fed to him. And that's more impressive. Just tell us that and don't have the screen. <laughs> more impressive. But okay, hang on. I feel like we. As much as I'm enjoying this conversation, which is basically the conversation we were having for like 30 minutes before we started, <laughs> before we clicked recording, we've just drifted back. We should have just recorded that, shouldn't we? <laughs> we were talking about the economy, about yeah. the differences between Spain, the UK, and France. Yeah. We were talking about football, talking about politics. It was just the mortgages. Absolute- and we've just drifted back. Into nonsense TV. <laughs> well, let's just say, if you're listening to this, then I'm going to put faith in the future version of myself that I would have already edited together the video version and the audio version of the surprise interview conversation that Dom and I had earlier with a special guest. Would you like to talk about it, Dom? Yeah, it was it was a first for me and it was a really great opportunity to meet this person because uh, Simon's had the pleasure of talking to them twice before uh, and I wasn't invited because, <laughs> and, well, you know, the reasons. I'm, I can't be spoiled and they were going to talk about things that would spoil me. Um, but we're kind of far along enough now for me to be able to talk about certain episodes like the 1940s episode because we had Mr. Matt Sullivan on joining us on the podcast again. Um, so we, we did a, a video. So we, we recorded like a, uh, a video of us uh, interviewing and talking with Matt again, uh, which will go on YouTube and it will also go out audio based as well. But there are some pictures and stuff that are included, which are really cool um, that he showed us of like Trick and then of the, the 1940s Jazz Cafe. It was brilliant i it was so nice to get to meet him and and have the conversation with him and actually you know be part of the conversation this time rather than dom can't listen because he can't know things yet i mean there was one point where i had to remove headphones and then everything disconnected and then i had to try and reconnect again but (laughs) yeah it's good i I really enjoyed it really good to talk to him yeah he besides like all of his obviously his contributions to one tree hill which are massive it can't be understated that anything you're looking at from seasons three to nine, he had like on screen that is not, you know, wardrobe <clears throat> or, you know, the actual, the if they're in like a natural location, anything that's around, he set that. It was him and his team that created that aesthetic that that we all love. So, and we said this to him, people in the, the art department, uh, John Nordstrom with the music, obviously the the wardrobe, the makeup. These are all like the unsung heroes, and so it's great to be able to speak to these people and give them their praise, and give mm. them their flowers, as uh, as the kids like to say these days. And he also has some really great insight on the the current uh, environment um, with the with the strikes that are happening in the entertainment industry, which is really interesting. And just generally a really great guy. Um, Dom and I are invited to his prop house mm. when we go to Wilmington, which, and he already told me on a separate conversation that we would be leaving with our hands full. <laughs> so it's like, come on, 
come on. I said to F earlier, I said, look, you know we're going after I was hyped from our conversation with him. <laughs> I was like, look, you know that like next year or the year after, like soon, Dom and I are going for like a, a long weekend to Wilmington. <laughs> like this is happening. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was like, I don't know if you can go to America on your own. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, the last time you went, uh, you can't go, you can't go to America with, you know, old friends from childhood that start with the letter D. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, but I don't drink. I gave up spirits then. And that was drinking. And you know how I was treated. Mm. Uh, is a separate thing but uh you know regardless it's whatever um but she was saying the thing is is that she's saying you're so unfocused in your surrounding environment she's like worried that i'd just be focused off with oh look that's the river court and then i unknowingly be like mugged or like you'd protect me wouldn't you dom what with my life there you go of course and i and mine for yours it it wouldn't even be a a question i would dive in front of bullets for you then come at me wilmington (laughs) try try it no but what do you what do you think for real like i next what about next year uh so they have another like convention thing happening in trick in september um so obviously we can't do that but what if next in the second half of next year if they put something on we go i think it depends on where we are so by the end of this year we'll be by the end of this we should have done we should be halfway through season seven seven. by the end of this year so hopefully by the middle of next year we'll be on nine yeah nine's only like 10 episodes though so maybe when we get maybe when we get tonight, like maybe if say if they put something on, I reckon they put something on twice a year pretty much, and one is usually September, October, November, like within that time frame. Mm-hmm. I I say we aim. This is a big thing. I'm just gonna throw out there. I say we aim for then, and if if they announce something and it's like, I say we just start moving. Like through the episodes, like I say, we start saying, "Okay, we're going to record two episodes tonight." Okay, like two still, separate, still episodes, individual episodes. Just, yeah, 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 but separate recordings, or I, I don't know, but a way to be like, okay, that let's move the train. Let's do. We do Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah just we make it happen, make it happen, make yeah, it. Happen. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. What do you What do you think? I think it's either that, or we get to a point in season nine potentially in season eight if nothing major changes but we get to a point in season nine so somebody needs to kind of find this out where i'm not introduced to anyone new or anywhere new and nothing is going to be a surprise from that point so if someone says like season nine episode three beyond that pretty standard like nothing scary happens nobody dies or disappears and nobody's introduced so you're not going to be surprised by anything when you oh, get Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could, even if we haven't quite finished, we can still go. I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't want to speak, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that no, I don't, we don't have anyone new introduced in season nine at all. Yeah. There's some experts out there that will be able to tell us though, won't they? So. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, we'll speak. Well, we'll come back to that. Food for thought. Um, 
let's talk about some new members to our community. Mm. Welcoming in first some new all, ravens, are we? Well, first of all, a current raven that mm. decided, you know what? Junior varsity is not good enough for me. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to train. <laughs> and I'm going to make my way up the fucking ranks. I want to go all the way to the Hall of Motherfucking Fame. I'm talking about Claire. Claire. Listen here, Claire. I've been watching you on the river court. I've been sitting in Keith's truck, <laughs> sipping on his fine whiskey, watching you play, and just knowing that you've got the spirit, the soul, and the heart to make it in Hall of Fame. And you know what, Claire? Listen up close, because I'm only going to say this once. You just became a better raven. I love it when they're a better raven. <laughs> Thank you, Claire. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Claire. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. And we have we have someone else that, that joined, and they went straight to the Hall of Fame. No mucking about. They, they've been catching up on the pod. They're from the UK. They wrote us a really lovely review. I shared it with you recently. Um, enjoyed a lot of our, you know, in jokes about Sainsbury's and supermarkets and <laughs> things that are kind of UK based things. And she'd been waiting to like catch up to to join Hall of Fame to be able to get involved in the watch alongs and, and all of that stuff. And she specifically said, I don't want to shout out. I don't want to be embarrassed <laughs> and this, that and the other. And I said, I think she was saying it like jokingly. And so I messaged back saying, are you sure the shout out's the best part? And guess what, Abby? You didn't reply in time. So, Dom, I need you to turn it up, if anything. I want you to put a little extra spice on this one. I'm saying throw a couple jalapenos on there. <laughs> Fuck it. Throw a ghost pepper on there because Abby just joined the Hall of Motherfucking Fame. Well, we're out here. We're out here as coaches and we're looking and we're searching and we're seeking for the best talent to join our team. And it's hard. It's getting harder. It's getting more difficult. This is a challenge like no other. Like no other. We've looked far. We've looked wide. We've looked absolutely in every corner of the globe. And you know what? Right? What? On our fucking doorstep there was somebody <laughs> waiting they were hiding from us but we found them we saw them the alley-oops the fucking throwing it from the halfway line and getting it in with their eyes shut it wasn't even a challenge for them they can do it they can do it every time and that's why they're going straight into the hall of fame and you know why why because abby you just became a raven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, excellent. You did put some extra spice on it. I loved I it. I Welcome. Thank you, Abby. Welcome, Abby. I messaged Abby to say, what episode would you like to join? There's still a few available for season six. And she was like, I want to catch up first and then I'll let you know. So I was like, okay. It's all, She's it's like, all on, her, on, her, on her own time. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, thank you, Abby. We appreciate you. But we're going from, we're going from announcing hall of fame ravens and we're going straight in to a resident hall of fame raisin Ra raisin i hate raisins i am so i hate them they they're poisonous to dogs i they're banned in my house i 
let's get rid of that bad energy and let's go back into good energy. I'm talking about a resident raven that lives in the mecca that is Wilmington, that has been with us for a long time. Years years now, Dom? Couple of years. Couple of years. Kara, we're not we're 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 not asking you. We're making up whether you've been with us for a few years. <laughs> and the answer is yes. But beyond that, uh I mean a, a staple of the watch along, a staple in our community, a friend that we're gonna see in person in a few months' time. Looking forward to that. Kara is here. Kara, welcome. How have you been? Hi, I'm good. Before we start, is my audio okay? It's clear. Okay. I won't change it then. <laughs> we good. don't we we don't do that thing anymore where we used to like bring people in and say, Hey, you know, you want us to edit anything? Yeah. Now we're just like, you know what? Straight in, less editing. <laughs> listening. Hopefully my audio is good for you too. <laughs> no, good. How are good. you guys? We're good. We're all right. Yeah, we were just, you know, we we spent about 30 minutes, 35 minutes putting the world to rights, uh, talking about each other and everything. Then um, we actually started recording <laughs> and um, <laughs> talked about nonsense. I think we talked about groups that were on X Factor completely randomly. And then uh, we did some Raven shout outs and, and you arrived. So we're just about ready for One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> You're both a year older now congratulations thank you we made it we made it <laughs> we we're here we're still surviving yes it was birthday season but we're back and we we just did we were just talking about we had matt sullivan on the podcast earlier this evening like well it was still the afternoon mm-hmm. um for a special surprise episode who's the set decorator who uh, came back on and and don got to meet him this time and he told he was telling us loads of cool stuff about um you know he has his own prop house in Wilmington and was telling us loads of behind the scenes stuff. So I think you would enjoy that episode as a Wilmington resident. Um and also what he said he's gonna when Dom and I come out there he's gonna tour us around some of the some of the sites. So you'll have to obviously join us for that. I say you're gonna bring us all with you because that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> definitely definitely and he's so nice so nice so uh no i think he would love that like it, it's like one of the unsung heroes like these people that did all that behind the scenes stuff don't get as much mm-hmm. credit you know so i think it's nice for them to be recognized yeah yeah when i way back when when i toured the live set when they were still filming um you couldn't you couldn't touch anything because it was a live set, right? So every plate, every everything that was out was strategically put right by the decorators and everybody that does the thing. And man, you would get kicked out if you touched anything because that messes up their shots for <laughs> the next day or whatever. So I like I remember that really well. I'm like, okay, this is this is serious stuff. So but that's cool. Yeah, all the work that goes into every little thing before they even bring actors in is pretty cool yeah it was yeah. it was great to talk to him and he even said you know every every item that you see on screen has a uh, has its purpose and, and and it's there for a reason so yeah if anyone live audience moved it that's it you're gone yeah. <laughs> uh this episode 
I mean, I don't I won't spoil anything, but I really enjoyed it. Um and there's there's a lot there's a lot to talk about. Um so let, let's let's dive in into into some of it. I wanna make sure we give it enough time. Um Kara, do you have a particular thread that you wanna start with first? Well, the reason I chose to be on this particular episode, similar to Cat in episode twelve was that James Vanderbeek makes a reappearance in this episode. So throwback to Dawson's Creek. Uh, So good. He's so good. I don't know. Can we start there? (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely. Do you know what? I'm really toying with the idea. I've mentioned this as a a little tongue-in-cheek comment once, but I'm really toying with the idea of us doing Dawson's Creek next. I would love that. You just want to cancel Lex po- Lex's podcast, 100%. isn't all it? Of, You're all trying of to <laughs> whatever she's done before. I think we should do. Well, you've done that with One void. Tree Hill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've, <laughs> done, you've done that with One Tree Hill. So yeah, we'll do then one that's just like Greek. general shit, <laughs> and then like whatever other movie she's done. Oh, oh Dom, your mic went. Oh no, Dom's mic's gone. Is it back? Is it back? Yes, it's, it's back. It's yeah, back. The, it's the cable. The cable. Dom, I meant to tell you. I'm nervous to tell you this while we're recording, <laughs> so maybe I won't. But Kerry, you're not the well, Kerry, you're not the only uh, international like podcast friend that we've met through this podcast journey that is visiting the UK. Do you already know, Dom? Well, no, he doesn't know. Uh, that's visiting the UK and visiting uh, Dom and I. So obviously we have you, Kara. LDG is coming as well. Yeah. But also I got a message the other day to say that Michelle from Total Betty is coming over to London in, I think it's in October. Um, so we're arranging an in-person uh, podcast, Dom. I did not know this. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, so who would have thought that they're all, it's all merging. It's all around the same time as well. It's like September, October. It's like busy, busy, busy months. Yeah, it's cool. Kara, you're over here for like forever, like six months. (laughs) Almost two months. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. You're looking forward to it. It's awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, It's one of those things that started as like, I was just going to come for the convention that was going to happen. Uh, and I just started researching all the things you can do over there and it got bigger and bigger. And I was like, heck, I'm just gonna go over and experience all I can experience. And so I'm really, really excited. It'd be so funny when we- Kara's done a lot more than we've ever done in this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, Kara, we're gonna have to, by that point, we should be in, we'll be in season seven so we should do your season seven episode in person that'd be great if you want to we should do so it I yeah see. we should do it in person do you, do you know what episode you're on for season seven probably a later one so we may have to change that yeah yeah we'll make <laughs> we'll make it an early we'll make it an early one but that would be cool that would be really cool well dom's checking the schedule <laughs> but you're not James Vanderbeek. You're not on it. You yeah, don't have on. a chosen episode, so we can. Yeah, I did. Hang on. Now I've got to check. Not according my, uh... to Simon's list. <laughs> don't don't blame Simon. This list. list is all taken from you. So if it, 
I hate to, to break it to you, but I sent it to you. Well, 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 that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> On January 4th, but no, let's see. Well, I'd picked episode 12 for season seven, but we can, we can change that up. Luckily, like, without, be without me doing anything, probably reason it's empty is because that's your episode. <laughs> <laughs> I probably like okay. I'll delete. I'll delete that. That and then put put you in, and then I didn't. Well, I put you in now, so you're in. You're good to go. Right. Now I'm gonna have to resend that to you because I had seasons eight and nine in the same message. So <laughs> we we got you though. Don't don't worry. We got you. But yeah, we must make it like a, make it an earlier one, and then unless you particularly wanted that one, but we can. Uh, yeah, do something, or even if we don't do that, we could like do a movie or something, or. We're doing something in person. It has we could to do happen. Our first Dawson's I have Creek a sp- one, couldn't we? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, it would just be funny as me as like the if we were doing it the same format. It's like me as the rewatcher, and I've only I only seen it mm-hmm. once, and it was for. I'm down to do it. I'm down to do it. But... I might. Okay. I might need well, a let's... break between one trio or Dawson's Creek. <laughs> It would be fun. I think it's to gonna just be do... a different experience for you. And I'm not sure which in which way. <laughs> it's just different. Like they get compared a lot, but I don't think they're comparable. Like there's some overlap, but it's it's a totally different focus. So you know. Cool. They look they look like they're filmed in different places. Mm-hmm. Like where they're and obviously they're not. Uh, um, but the first season only has like ten episodes or something, doesn't it? Something that's quite short. I don't remember. Maybe thirteen. Yeah, I feel. Oh, I feel like it's like a half season. So maybe we could do like just the first season, and then see how you feel. But I don't know. Well, <laughs> but anyway, J- James Vanderbeek is great. It's so great to have him in here. I mean, he comes straight in with the diehard reference to Argyle. Um, that's like his return, isn't it? Like at the end. Um, and then <laughs> like everything he says when he when he comes into uh, to Lucas and oh my god. Why am I blanking on his name? Julian. Julian. Sorry. So Lucas and Julian and his uh, what does he say? Is like Sex, beer, and sports? No, sex, beer, and... I don't remember. Something. is like, are the three things you're thinking of? And it's like, yep, yep, that's right, that's right. It's just so outlandishly confident. I worry that in a different universe, if I was more confident and addicted to cocaine and a film director, this is who I could have turned into. <laughs> so many variables there <laughs> to include. <laughs> But besides that, the same person. I mean, Kara, what do you think of seeing seeing him in this complete opposite role to how he is in Dawson's Creek? I think it's funny. It's so over the top. It's. I was thinking, and I, I don't want to spoil Dawson's Creek now, but I, I want to reference. So Chad was also in a couple of seasons of Dawson's Creek, or at least one. And he interacts with James Vanderbeek on a couple of occasions, and they are like the complete opposite of who they are in this show. So it's hilarious to see them work together because James is just so like over the top insane, um, and you want to hate him, like, but you don't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. It's so good. 
Um, but yeah, I love his performance in this and it goes to how good of an actor James Vanderbeek is to, you know, he's spoofing himself in a way, but he pulls it off so well. Um, yeah, it's great. I, I love it. What, what do you think, Dom? I, I, this, I thought yeah. it was great, but I loved it particularly when he stole all of Lucas's mm. words oh, yeah. and twisted it and made it his own and, you know, sold himself to, um, I can't remember his name, but Julian's dad. Paul. Paul is Paul. Paul. And um, got himself the, the, the director's job without even a, without skipping a, skipping a beat. And it was fantastic. So well done as well. And such a contrast to what we see him as obviously goes to big production meetings and he's there and he's, you know, sensible and he can kind of, you know, lay, uh, you know, lay the law out and, you know, just be a normal guy. And then when he's, you, you know, in his own office, he's in his domain or he's with Lucas and Julian, he can just be what he wants because he's in charge and he's in control and he's, you know, a lunatic, which is just fantastic. He, he did it so well. It's so like, it's been a pleasure to kind of have him on these, you know, a few episodes that he's been on because he's really brought a different dynamic to it and really thrown mm. that kind of metaphorical spanner into uh, Lucas's works. And uh, yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Really enjoyed it. He is the trouser hound. <laughs> he, where's that? Kara is looking, looking touch wood is looking promising that we're going to get the trouser hound poster that, you know, they, that it was like made up for, yeah, to put on Dom's wall. That was like, it was made up in, uh, in his office in yep. when, when him and Lucas first meet, which is hilarious. <laughs> so good. Uh, um, yeah. And then, so he's got the job. He comes in with the champagne, you know, I wanted to be the first one to tell you. And so he is going to be the director of the movie, which and it's hilarious that the other director, the British director that we meet at the beginning um, or earlier on in the episode that wants to shoot it like it's eight mile and Keith gets shot in a drive by and uh, Lucas lives in the trailer park, which I think coincidentally, or they probably did it on purpose. I think the director of eight mile was British. I know you haven't seen it, Dom. Have you seen it, Kara? No. Oh man. Frantically Googling. <laughs> so good so good um but yeah okay well should we should we continue with lucas and julian sure. don what did you think of julian's hat awful awful you've probably seen me in the watch along from when we when we watched a few weeks ago but i was just like what the hell is he wearing i'm so glad so glad that it's mentioned like straight away as well because i thought hang on a minute where the fuck did this hat come from why the hell has he got it on? And why does he look like such a buffoon? And then all of us, I was like, has he borrowed one of Brooke's hats? Is that, is this, is that a thing? Is that what he's done here? And then when Lucas mentions it, it's like, what the hell? You know, it's just like, oh, okay, good. It's not just me then. Because I, I thought if they just not said anything about it and played this hat under the radar, I would have been so upset. But it's so good that, you know, it was mentioned and brought up. But yeah, he looked ridiculous. <laughs> I'm glad he got rid of it as well. Yes. It's the subtle insecurity of Lucas is like, is that a new hat? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, why? No, no, it's good. No, if, if <laughs> you know, if it blended, you wouldn't mention it. Like, it's a, that's like a real conversation. That's like a conversation me and Dom would yeah. have if I turned up in, in a hat like that. <laughs> Though Dom would probably say, 
well, let's let's be real. A direct Dom quote would be, "Take that fucking hat off, you weirdo." Is that is that not pretty much what you would say, oh, Dom? What the bollocks are you wearing that for? <laughs> Kara, how do you feel about Julian in this episode, in particular, in relation to to Brooke and their miscommunication, let's say, from Peyton about their history? Yeah, so. I like Julian a lot in this episode. I feel like that conversation that he has with Brooke, at least from his perspective, is one of the more honest, like comes right out and says like, what's going on here? You've already made up your mind, that kind of thing. That kind of conversation that we usually don't see. And when Churchill, usually it's like, and Brooke still holds true to herself, I think, because she holds a lot back and she doesn't want to really tell him like, well, Peyton, I had this conversation, you know, the kind of conversation where it would work itself out if you were just honest with each other. Um, But I feel like Julian is like, he just has that innocence to him, I think, that is just like, I don't hide stuff. This is who I am. And I'm going to communicate what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. Um, and I really liked that about him. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Dom, I'm a big fan of Julian. I'm not going to lie. What, how are you feeling about him? I feel like, I feel like without speaking to you about it, I feel like you would be on board of him too, because particularly of what Kara was just saying, about him just being upfront with how he's feeling. And I know that obviously from your Shakespearean references over the years, that that is something that you appreciate when someone can just say something how it is. Yeah, definitely. I, I think he's a, a breath of fresh air in that respect because a lot of them just hold stuff in, don't they, and, and hide it. Like the, the whole to and fro with Brooke is exactly that. Brooke's not kind of getting to the point and explaining what the situation is and saying this is what I've heard from Peyton is this true because all she would have to say is Peyton has turned around and said that the night that you split up with her you went to Sundance and then you got with some actress or whatever and this happened and that happened is that true did that happen and he'd probably go no that's a load of nonsense my dad you know released that story just to you know make me seem a bit more interesting or whatever or to give me a bit of hassle but um it's like a classic case of of one not telling the other and then him just being like what the hell are you doing and and the fact that he doesn't then kind of shy away from it he kind of goes i don't know what you're talking about you know and he's very upfront and very sort of in your face with with that kind of side of things but not in a dickish way as well so yeah I, i think he's a really decent bloke he's probably the first male character other than maybe keith that we kind of like immediately warm to. I think the others have, like they they build in a certain way. I think Lucas maybe has the potential in season one to be someone that you warm to, but he's not someone that I ever liked or, or like resonated with sort of things. So Nathan, you're not meant to like. Dan, you're definitely not meant to like, and you kind of warm to these characters. Uh, Keith, you you kind of do just like off the bat, um, and I think Julian is the first one to kind of walk in and make you think yeah i'm safe with this guy this guy is just always going to tell me how it is and tell me what to expect and i think that's kind of the nature of his job as well because his job is to say this this is the film we're going to make this is exactly the direction we're going to go in this is you know the funds that you have to do it let's let's get it done let's make this happen so 
I think I think he's been well written and yeah, the actor does a great job with it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. At uh, Lucas, the first six episodes is a is the uh, is the best. <laughs> he is the character that if we had just con- if he had continued, I would love to go back and analyze where the change was. Like, what was it? Was it actually when he got with Brooke? And there was, because that's a lot of when his behavior started changing, right? In terms of not necessarily like that she was a bad influence, but in that he then didn't break up with her to start a relationship with Peyton and all of that madness ensued. But I, I don't know. It would be an interesting thing to go back and look at at some point. But I think it's the point where he starts to care- believe his own hype. That's that's the point because it's like for being a raven, be a raven, and then he turns into a bit of a dick. (laughs) Oh my god! Do we need to like put a warning on to new ravens joining our podcast community that hey, don't believe the hype. We're gonna hype you up coming in. Dom's gonna like you know breathe heavy in the mic (laughs) and say things and say that there's an opening in the lineup. Will you say it, please, Dom? Opening in my lineup and things like that, and we're gonna hype you. But be humble with it, please. Come on. Don't let it go to your head. Just be cool. Just be cool. You just be normal. Just be normal. Otherwise, you're getting kicked out. No sweat towel for you. <laughs> unless you can behave. Have we got any sweat towel collectors yet? No. Come on, people. No one's collect. They're all over the floor. Please. We need someone. Mess. We can't ask the Hall of Famers to do it. Ridiculous. Not at all. <laughs> Not at Kara, you would never pick up a sweat towel. We'd never expect you to do and that. And if I saw you picking up a sweat towel, I'd make you put it back. We have sweat towel collectors. Leave that on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> back to Julian and Lucas. Kara, <laughs> have, lo- have we left you speechless? <laughs> <laughs> do you ever just think, what am I doing? Why am I listening to these two idiots? <laughs> No. I think that every week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then, that's Julian. Oh, I really like Julian's point at the end. It's really great. Like, where he says, people thought I came here to make the movie. Uh, oh, I came here to make a movie, but people thought I came here for the girl in the book. But actually, they were right. I did come here for the girl in the book, the other girl. Great. Yes, Brooke is being recognised, she's being seen, she's played like second fiddle in real life to an extent to Lucas and then in a book that was being written, now in a film that's going to be produced. Hey, it's time that you come front and centre, you're the one I'm here for. Loved it. Kara, did you love it? Absolutely. Great line. Great moment. Yes, smooth. Oh, Dom even loved it, he's got a heart of stuff. <laughs> And it could have done wrongly, could have come off really cheesy, but he did it really well. Yeah, he's a good actor. He like the things come across sincere, and I wonder if they're writing the, you know, that grin could you know gets you in trouble or whatever, because it can't be. You can't just act a a good grin, right? A good a good right. It's not. You either have it or you don't. And he does have it. So I wonder if, you know how sometimes they reference Lucas's squint, which is obviously a, a Chad thing. I, I wonder if they were like, oh, this guy 
can sort of smile his way out of trouble and whether they're writing that in. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think they they take traits that they already have. You know, he's he's obviously a charismatic, kind of cheeky, fun-loving kind of, but sensible guy who has this grin. And, yeah, I think they write it in. And with Lucas, it's obvious as well, you know. Um, I'm sure there's other elements that they add in, like, with the other characters. But it's mostly Lucas that gets it, isn't it, with his kind of squinty brooding eyes yeah but i just i so when i watch the episode back now it pretty much happens the same every week i watch it just before we record on my phone while like doing the washing up and stuff or you know doing the like lucas it helps me think (laughs) as he said in this episode uh but you know doing doing whatever um and but I always watch the watch along video because I like to hear if you've like made reference to something Dom or, or one of the Ravens or whatever. And we stopped it at one point to talk because you were laughing about Nathan and Haley and how Haley takes anything. Nathan will say a nice compliment, which he does in this episode. I'm sorry, I'm just jumping to a random part where he said, I can't remember what he says. Like He says, like, how did I get so lucky to be with you or something? And she always twists it into some sort of salacious, seductive thing. It's like, where did this come Every from? Time. And it always, and it'll come out in some sort of, like, whisper that, you know, yeah. Like, does anyone, have you ever noticed this, Kara? That she just has a Nathan first and it won't be quenched. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice until you guys pointed it out in the watch along. Uh, I mean, but it's, it, I think it's a form of deflection, right? <laughs> so, in a way, like as in she can't, she's not good at taking compliments, so she just deflects it into yeah. like, okay, okay, I see. But I, see. I mean, it's also the writing, but true, true. Yeah, it could it be, that. it could but be a mark, a mark. <laughs> it is all yeah. the time though. How do I get such a talented? wife or i'll show you talents later you know just so that sort of thing it just happens all the time it's just like calm <laughs> calm down Haley. he's just come back from training he's absolutely <laughs> knackered the the only thing that's getting up is him up the stairs to bed okay just calm down he needs rest now we've been apart <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're ma- and you're married to him. You know, it's all right. Like, take your time. It's okay. But yeah, that is that is hilarious. But okay, Lucas. Lucas's whole thing in this is he he's giving Peyton a ring. He doesn't want to give her the ring, uh, Keith's ring, because he gave it to Lindsay first. And get some nice moments with Haley. Uh, they go to their spot. At um, where they, well, it's not where they first met, but where they first had that interaction with the tow truck. Kara, as a local, have you been there? I have. I just took Crystal there too. Ooh. Yes. Oh, we mentioned that on the podcast. That's so cool that that happened. Well, did you have a great, was that like, it was like a day trip kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, we just took a couple out. Everything's within a couple hours of town. So she was in for the, the concert at Trick. And so we just took three or four hours and drove to some of the further out places that most people that come into town don't get to go to if they don't have a car or whatever. Um, That wasn't my first time at that spot uh, years and years ago. That was probably one of the first places I went to when I was looking at filming locations. 
Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it looks pretty much the same. It's, it's overgrown a little bit, the trees and stuff in the area, but loved that throwback to the simpler time <laughs> when they were first getting to know each other. And yeah. It's so good. Cool. It's so good. I really want to, uh, <laughs> like when we go, I really want to act out some of like those iconic scenes with Dom. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like I want him to be Peyton, and I want to like squint at him, and I want him to tell me that I don't know him. First of all, Dom, you don't know me. And the rest, second of all, yeah. Did you say second of all? Yeah, second. You don't know me. <laughs> I say I do know you. I've known you since we were like five, <laughs> but we've never spoken. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I, but yes, that's that's so cool. It really, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I'll ever really feel the gravity of not gravity. I don't really know what it is. What to say it is? I don't think I ever will. It, I don't think it'll ever feel real until we eventually stop podcasting. Um, to think that, like, we started a podcast for fun and people listen to it and that's great. But then it kind of people have met through it and then had interactions and things from it it's like a really surreal thing that i don't think anyone apart from anyone that's within our community will ever really get like i can explain it to someone else to a friend or someone at work or something they won't get it you don't get it unless you get it um and it's really cool like it's a i feel really cool that that happened even though we weren't like part of it that's what's cool about it you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, but you are part of it too, because we wouldn't, especially if we didn't have the watch alongs, because that's something that's unique to you guys. As far as I know, I don't follow a lot of podcasts, but I don't know any other one that does a weekly watch along with the people who are listening to your podcast. But that's how we as Ravens also get to know one another. Um, and so. Yeah, that's really unique and different and hard to explain to people. Like when I talk about going over to the UK, it's like, oh, do you have friends there? Do you know people there? And I'm like, I mean, I I do, but it's hard to explain. <laughs> like we never met, but we, you know. <laughs> that's it. It's exactly yeah. that, isn't it? It's just traveling across the Atlantic <laughs> to meet some people that you've met virtually hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah. Like they just have this podcast that I listen to, which... I don't go around meeting anybody else in the podcast that I listen to. So it is different. It's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And then, like to like even myself to go to New York and I met LDG and you mm. know just even even that having that opportunity as well and like LDG's met uh, Magda and you know Magda went to stay with her and she's coming to stay with Magda. It's just crazy. Just all of these like bonds. Cat has been to Wilmington and met you know yourself Kara and Crystal and a few others so yeah it's all happening it's crazy it's crazy yeah it's really cool and I actually I don't know of any podcast that does watch alongs or anything like that either I mean I know Total Betty do like meetups and stuff um but I don't I don't know they do I don't think they do watch (laughs) but I I don't I don't actually know where it came from 
Like, I don't know how it began. Well, it, start, well, it started off with me watching the episode, recording myself, predicting That's, things, didn't it? Yes. And then it was just like, yes. then we both kind of talked about it and the idea, it was probably your idea, but it came out of maybe we should just watch it together. Together. And, and then and invite then people. people to watch it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just sort of. But it is know. a cool, it is a cool, it is a cool aspect. Like, because I enjoy watching you. I want to see your face when the things happen, and I think that's why we're all there. Wants. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're there. We were particularly like in like three sixteen and things like that. It's like yeah. when crazy things are going to happen, we want to see you react. Um, when I explain that yeah. to people, so Kerry, you were saying when you. Like, oh, I'm going to England, I'm going to go for two months. And people are like, oh, do you know people there? And you're like, well, kind of. When I explain the watch along to people and what people are really there for, although to talk to each other and it's like, you know, that community side of it and catch up and have the chat that I'm not allowed to be part of because of spoilers and things. But the majority of you are there to watch me watch the episode that you've all seen before. And it's so weird. And when I explain it to people, they're like, this just fucking bizarre <laughs> and i'm like it is weird it is weird yes it is but we love it <laughs> i'm so proud of it like as in I, I i feel so proud of our podcast but but to explain it to someone that doesn't know you they they can't get it it's like it's only for the people that get it i, I don't, i'm not articulating it well but i've tried before when um, particularly if someone hears about it they want to ask you about it and i don't almost don't want to tell them unless i think they're actually into it yeah mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah because they don't they won't get it and it's like well it's not for you but the people that are that it is for are hardcore there's the other thing like it's quite a niche little cult kind of thing isn't it but yeah it's cool but I, sorry did, we tell did i ever tell you that my friend lee that loves star trek has a friend that loves yeah. One Tree Hill. Did I ever tell you that, <laughs> oh, right, that yeah. there's like a another reality version of us? <laughs> oh right, that's like you and me. Oh, yeah, I see what you're I saying. Said, they could, they could. No, be. they're not going to do a podcast. But I told them that. Um, I told my friend that he has to get his friend to listen and sign up. Be a yeah. spectacle collector. Yeah. Anyway. Do a review. Yeah. Do a review. Okay, sorry, we went all over the place there. Okay, so. Yeah, Lucas doing the ring, the deep ba up, up. Yeah, ends up he gives the ring, he gives her the key for ring. Good. It's a nice, it's, it's a nice moment. She pretty much asked for it, didn't she? Pretty much. Yeah. So I want the ring. Give yeah. me the ring. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then Nathan. Na right. Oh. I got so excited on the watch along because I have that jersey. And he got the Chiefs 34 background performer, Rhodes. They name-checked him loads in the episodes. They were like, give the ball to Rhodes. The player's for Rhodes. And I I told it on the watch-along, but I'll just quickly say it on here for people that, that don't, you know, get that access. That my I have a friend that collects Mighty Ducks jerseys, like the screen-worn ones from the movies and everything. And he is fanatical. Like, he's able... He's deep dives into the internet and can find all of these cool props and memorabilia and whatever and he has certain alerts on for me to to help me get things and whatever and he found this jersey the chief's jersey 
which was screen worn in the episode like one of one i would imagine and uh it wasn't even tagged on ebay as one tree hill but he found it because of the brand because it was cisco brand um and he sent it to me and was like i think this is from one tree hill is it he's never seen the show but he just knew from like you know the details i'd given him and i was like yes that's you know whatever whatever and i got it for like 30 dollars because i don't think the guy just had it and was someone that just sold jerseys so just didn't know that it was from one tree hill and with the buy it now price was like 30 dollars or something plus probably like 50 dollars to ship it to the uk but i was just like yes done uh i think it's like double xl it's like massive um but yeah there you go that was like that's probably the cheapest screen worn item that i've ever got um so yeah very cool nice and the bag was the bag the, the bag was in a previous episode wasn't it yeah the bag that's the bag that's going to um to marine one, one I need day. to send it to Marine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I need to actually I need she sent me the address. I need to do it. <laughs> so that's yeah, I've got I've got three one, two, three of the bags, which is actually kind of crazy in itself. I've got the high flyers bag, I've got the Cobra's bag, and then I've got that the Jeez Chiefs bag. bag. Um but I don't really like I don't really like that bag. Um because it's got it's got like a Native American uh symbol on it and you know it doesn't really sit well um so you know one of these things that's dated in the show you Mm -hmm. know like we call these things out when we see it um so it's actually part of the reason why i'm like yeah let's rehome this (laughs) to someone else um but marine i'm glad that you're gonna get it (laughs) uh bobby Kara, can you talk about how great Bobby is, please? I love him. <laughs> Do you? I mean, what's not to like about Bobby? <laughs> Nothing. I don't have he's a lot great. to say about Bobby, but I think he's great. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you, I reached out to him on Instagram for an interview. Um, didn't I also reached out to the kid that plays Andre um, and one other. Oh, and Xavier. I reached out to all three of them. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. What about Devon Fox? I'll give him a go. Because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, hold that, hold that thought. Wait a second, Dom. What was you going to say? Something there, Kara? I don't remember. It's around Bobby. Okay, if it comes back to you, let us know, Dom. Yes, please. Back to. Is it? Is it Devon? Is Devon, I mean, Devon? we'd say Devon, but it's probably Devon. Devon. Yeah. Devon. Um, okay. Yeah, he's, yeah. Talk he's to us an about absolute him. tool, isn't he? What a, what a complete <laughs> knob. Um, I've, I've never, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know how anyone can put up with that, but not in the spirit of uh, being a team player at all. He's like, I'm going to get in the NBA. NBA come and watch these games. They come and watch people that get high points. I got 33 points on my own. That's what it's all about. Did you see what I did in the third quarter? Blah, 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 blah. And Nathan's like, you know we lost, right? And then has the conversation with Bobby. And, like, Bobby's the one's like, you know, take these plays, have a look at them, see what you think. So Nathan is edging his way into being in the team and obviously gets his chance towards the end of the episode, which is which is good to see. Um, and it's because Devon, Devon isn't 
passing the ball. He's like, I'm, I'm the one that's going to shoot. I'm never going to pass the ball. I'm, I'm the focus point of this team. So Bobby does the right thing, just drops him. Sit, sit your ass down on that bench and we'll let Nathan have a go. And Dan was great in this episode. So Dan, when Dan is in an episode, you really feel the weight of him when he's not there. Like you feel what you're missing when you don't have Dan in the episode. And like I love the the talk he had with Nathan on the River Corps when he's saying, "Well, you know what they, you know what you call the best player in a losing team is a loser because they're losing, you know and You'll always rise to the top. You'll get your shot. Are you going to be ready for it? And then I love that Dan was there at the game, at the end of the game. And it's like Nathan's kind of letting him in a little bit. And I like that Nathan still has this relationship with his dad, even though he thinks of him what he'll think of him. But he's still... like They have that history. And would I be wrong if I said that it brought a tear to my eye when he told him that he was proud of him. And do you know why? Because if we're honest with ourselves, well, I can only speak from my own experience, but that's all that you want is to like make your dad proud of you. I think this, maybe this is a bit of a, a sexist kind of perspective or whatever, but I can only, again, I'm only speaking to my perspective, but I think as young men you kind of often look to try and make your dad father like proud of you or i know that's kind of my experience not in like a not like my dad put pressure on me or anything like that i've always just had this really good relationship with my dad that it's like that's all you really want um and i don't know it was nice it hit an emotion with me i'm not maybe it wasn't meant to be meant to hit like that dom you are you looking at me? You're giving me the look. I don't know. <laughs> Did it? It didn't hit you. No, of course not. <laughs> Nothing. It was a Nothing nice moment, I guess, between a father uh, and his estranged son that wants nothing to do with him. But it was, yeah, it was good. Uh, and I think you're right. I think the, the 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 chains are loosening a little bit in terms of like the keeping Dan at distance and keeping him away. And Nathan has this immediate attitude with him which, you know, quite rightly just puts it on straight away whenever he's talking to Dan. But there's just elements like when he says he's proud of him and, and stuff, it's like maybe he didn't hear that when he was a kid enough, you know, mm. or at all. And uh, it just kind of loosens those chains just a little bit. Obviously, he's still got a lot of access to Jamie. And, you know, we ha- they, Dan has his scene with Jamie earlier on in the episode and he just pretty much spends the whole time talking about Nathan all the time whenever he's with Jamie he just wants to know about what you know Nathan and what's going on there um gives him a lot of ice cream um and yeah it's just those those bits are quite you know heartwarming to people that have hearts and just kind of nice (laughs) kind of wholesome moments um I, I, I still hold hope that Dan will be kind of let in a bit more and become closer with with them you know regardless of Lucas's objections be harder when the film well, is ha- made i think mm-hmm. when the film comes it'll bring out, it back it'll bring it back yeah, up and it brings it brings it all back so it'll be difficult uh, and Kara, how do you feel about jamie calling bobby <laughs> to to give him a nudge <laughs> i have a note my note on this is 
I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, he's five, first of all. Why is he calling his... Like, that's like someone calling... That's like your child calling your office and be talking like, I want to talk to the... I mean, I think you are in charge. So that's a bad example. But you know what I'm getting at. Like, who, <laughs> who does that? I mean, it's adorable, but I just am like... I felt like it went a little too far. And I felt like the same result could have happened without that. Um, like, I don't think he put him into the game because Jamie called him. I think he put him in the game because he was ready. Um, so I don't know. I I don't know. What did you guys think <laughs> about it? I personally, I think exactly <laughs> the same as you, Kara. I think exactly the same. It's just nonsense. It's ridiculous. But but Jamie yet again proving himself as the most influential character of One Tree Hill. Now, this got me thinking. Mouth should be Jamie. So the sensibilities and, and what we get from Jamie should be Mouth, mm -hmm. shouldn't it? That, that just should be what's happening. But, but we don't get that. Mouth is a five-year-old child. No, I don't mean it as a five-year-old child. I mean as the most influential character in the, in the yeah, series. Yeah. And Mouth should be the one that phones Bobby and says, you know what? Connecting the dots. You should do this, that, and the other. And, you know, he should be going to Haley and, you know what? You should do this, that, and the other. You should go to skills, this, that, and the mm. other. Lucas, you know, mm -hmm. to sort out the ring. You know, all of these things. Mouth should yeah. be that person but he isn't and we've defaulted to a five-year-old child um <laughs> yeah that has become the most influential character of the show and when that changes i'll let you know but at the moment he has been since he's been in it so there you go no i like it that's a good point and i agree it's like they've taken the yeah they've taken the best part and mouth wasn't in this episode good. they've taken the best <laughs> they've taken the best parts that could have been for him and giving it to a child it to a that's true and to your point Kara, if a five-year-old called me complaining about their parent at work i don't know how i would i mean i would be i'd be incredibly nice to to the child but then I don't know how <laughs> I would feel so bad. I like, <laughs> I don't, don't know what to think. It's like, what are they saying about me at home that caused this child? <laughs> right. I'm being demonized. I'm like a villain in this person's household. Yeah. Bobby handled it well, though. But yeah, for sure. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. I, I, I really can't believe i'd forgotten about this but we guess we have to talk about mia and ferret face chase Dilly. it's the worst Dilly. it is the worst <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i mean he's feeding her <laughs> he's feeding her underage drinks right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she does promise you'll lie to me and say you like it and then you know the i don't i don't i don't i can't even care because i know dom's gonna have such a strong opinion <laughs> let's come to you first for, please like for okay so first of all the long island iced tea thing it's like if i were underage and drinking how 
that is not the drink of choice. I'd be like, let me make it long. How does she even know what Long Island iced tea is? Right. It's such a bizarre choice of drink, I think, and and goes back to the fact that these people are really a lot older than they're portraying. But um, I really want to like Chase and Mia. Like, I think they have potential. I don't think the op- they've had an opportunity to show the potential because I like their personalities. I know you don't like Chase, but I like Chase. I like Chase in this season of what we've seen of him so far. I didn't like high school Chase, but I feel like he's grown up except for... Okay, so here's my problem with Chase and Mia. I normally... I'm not a, like, I don't care about age, um, like, probably less than a lot of people, but, like, she looks at Peyton and Haley as role models, like, older role models in her life, and Chase is the same age as them, and so I find a weird disconnect in that. Mm. So they haven't convinced me yet, but I really want to like them because I like them individually, that's kind of where I'm going to land on that. <laughs> hasn't, hasn't, that's a really good point. Hasn't Mia at some point like referenced them being old as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're old and boring. Uh, didn't she say they're old and boring or something yeah. to Sam at the uh, USO show? Yeah, exactly. So Chase is just as old and boring. <laughs> Technically. But wait, but wait. Kara, it's great insight. Now let's go to the dark side. <laughs> Dom. Let's unleash you on Ferret Face Chase. I just don't see the point in him at all, other than we needed to get rid of Owen, <laughs> and we're just going to drag someone who's been in this before back in. They might as well have brought Rachel back, um, which would have been an absolute fucking travesty. I but... disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, I don't. I just don't see the point in him. He's there, he's just turned up to be a, a bar staff. They could have got anyone to do that literally anyone you know he he didn't even know how to run a bar but suddenly just walked in it was like oh i'll take over now didn't have an interview didn't have anyone kind of vetting him to see if he was suitable for the job and clearly isn't because he keeps giving drinks to this girl who's underage and it's just ridiculous like what else is he doing behind the scenes nobody knows take wait dom dom i'm really worried i just had this thought sorry i I, listening i promise i just had this oh, God. i'm so sorry i did it i did it by accident i just did it by routine but i put the alert out for 11 p.m ah, for the watch along i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it's meant to be half 10 i didn't mean to it's just routine that's right don't worry I'm sorry. I promise it will be half ten next week. I will week. cut you off, like exactly when the episode is done. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so- I promise we'll press play straight away. Nice. Um, but I also put a picture of these these trainers in What's there. What's that got for to do with face chase? Whether... Just uh, <laughs> it was just the last picture in my phone. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I fully agree though. Uh, and Chase is just. There's something about his face that you kind of just want to grab it and then just knee him in the head. <laughs> I, I don't. 
I mean, it's possible we could never have him on this podcast because, <laughs> I mean, you know, if he ever listened back. But it's not the the actor's fine, and I'm sure he's the great actor's in awesome life. in real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is, as I'm sure they all are. Um, I don't like Mia. I don't like Mia speak either. Speak on it. I really don't like either of speak them. Speak on it. I, I think Mia is just a bit of a weird brat, but she's kind of, she's there, she was there to f- fulfill purpose. And then the purpose sort of suddenly became turning up and doing a show. Then she's just kind of lingering. And it's like, oh, we need to get you to write, you know, like some more songs for another album. Well, she could do that from anywhere. She doesn't really need to be present. So she's just kind of there for the sake of it really i don't understand i don't understand the the point of of her and chase like it's i get the do you get the impression that she smells <laughs> like because like she always well she's always saying you know i don't know how to iron i i i sleep on a on a like a ranky tour bus or whatever she says so like i assume that her bedroom's messy that you know her clothes are on the floor all of that kind of stuff yeah, I, I I think you're right, but I I get the impression that he just smells of cologne. Oh, there's the the wine arm. <laughs> Thank you. Not wine, little little bubbles. Oh. I'm sorry, celebrating. The pod is back. <laughs> I was going to say, what are you celebrating? <laughs> nice. Nothing. Wednesday, Wednesday, as you would say. Yeah, just out to get pissed on a Wednesday. Why not? it's not true it's not true your magic door you could have got that through the sex hatch but never mind um (laughs) behind the behind this this picture behind me kara is to hide that there's a hole in the wall oh a hatch there's a hatch there um because there's the kitchen is like back there um so yeah we're we're going to remodel the whole house but for now multiplicity poster is hiding (laughs) the hatch but yeah i was saying okay. i think chase just smells of like cologne or aftershave you know something like like he's gonna he's the sort of bloke that you walk past and you can taste it or, or like it's in you like it's in your mouth for like a good hour after he's left and he just sprays mm. on the fake armani stuff and he's just got that all day. <laughs> bought it from the market you know and it's just that it's is is down Bobby Bobby market? Yeah, that's it. it. It was Armani originally, and now it's like refilled with some other stuff. <laughs> he he spray on deodorant for sure, like spray on like on top of clothes. He's links. Now what? Right, links in America is called Axe. We called it Links here. It's the same brand. Okay, so Lynx. was that real? I wondered if that was. So that's in. That comes up in Ted Lasso, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's referenced in Ted Lasso, <laughs> and I wasn't sure if that was real or not. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Uh, I remember getting links when I was like, I don't know, thirteen or something, and my sister saying, "You smell like a tart's boudoir." <laughs> <laughs> you still do. Which I think is a very British thing to say, isn't it? Is that? Did that sound British to you, Kara? Yeah. I think have you ever heard the expression a tart? No. I think Dom, can you can you give a description? It's like someone who's a bit uh, free and loose with their morals, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> a slapper. 
<laughs> Remember Kappa? It's Kappa a very... Br- oh, God. It's, it's a very British... It's a very British thing. Kara, when you're here, we'll... Teach you the most. Yeah, we'll teach you some Cockney snack. Can you do a British accent? Me? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> I can't do any accent. <laughs> Your your uh, London is a good. You'll get a good mix of accents, but we you like it'd be good for you to meet some like real Cockneys, like real London. Like I don't know any. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you'd get. At, like if you got to go to a West Ham game, did Don? Were you trying to sort that out? Was there was something around? No, you were gonna send me a schedule. I can send you fixtures, but I wasn't sure like where you wanted to be. Like in the world, if you want West Ham fixtures or if you want, you know, um, not sure I know either Chelsea fixtures or something like that. You know, I can send you fixtures. That's easy. Yeah, you should. But West Ham would be an experience because that's like East End Cockney London. It's like proper like London, London. Geezer. So yeah, geezers and pie and mash and yeah, fucking West Ham. <laughs> like it's like that's a real. That's a real London. It's like a proper London thing, um, where like some of the other clubs are a bit more like, you know, like Arsenal, Tottenham, or Chelsea are a bit more. What would you say, middle class perhaps? Yes, indeed. Where football, the whole thing of football is meant to be like the working class sport, you know, but now it's like got all of the money in it. Mm-hmm. could go on we could go on i don't know much about football that was the extent did it sound did it sound plausible that's about right yeah <laughs> excellent well okay so uh right mia chase useless um who Haley? what did Haley do she didn't do she, much she, did she she had a she bit played the piano and she jumped nathan that's what she did <laughs> Standard, a standard episode. Standard she episode. had some really good moments in this episode. <laughs> she, she had- I like the family stuff. Like he says, maybe you guys shouldn't come to the games anymore. I don't want to let you down. She's like, no, it's important for Jamie to see that you're a part of the team, even if you're not playing, mm-hmm. and all that. That was really good. I did find it funny that she was down on the court shooting baskets, especially because like. They did a whole episode when they were in high school of how she can't shoot a basket. <laughs> also, why are they only the only family down on the floor? I thought that was weird too. But, it's true. But uh, it's true. no, I like Taylor in this episode. She she did have a good moment with Lucas. I'll give her that when the proposal. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. And you know, she said it was weird, but I thought it was pretty natural. I thought it was normal. I thought that was it. I thought this is the moment. The look on your face in the watch log was funny. <laughs> I was like, this is when it happens. It came true. That the um they have really good chemistry, like Chad and Joy. Like it's natural. I think that lends itself to feeling like they could have a romantic uh you know thing in the show because it feels easy mm-hmm. feels like it's meant to be and I, and I think that that's the way in life like that sometimes it just feels it's easy energy it feels like it's just meant to fit mm. and I think they ha- they have that maybe more than uh, Chad and 
Hillary do. They have good chemistry too, but maybe they have better chemistry. So that's why it feels like, oh, maybe it's going to go in that direction. I can't remember who who were we speaking to when they said that, where they were like, oh, I felt like you asked them. Was it Craig? No. Someone, we've had someone on the podcast where we asked them and said, did you think it was going to be Lucas and Hayley? And they said, yeah. Paul? It was going back and forth. Maybe it was Paul. I can't remember. There's one of them. <laughs> someone. Okay. Um, who else? Is that everyone? Brooke? Any more to do? Oh, Brooke and Sam have the stuff with Julian about he wants preferably without our clothes on. Um, no boys in the bedroom Sam's like, yeah it drove me crazy a bit when Brooke again said I don't want to be one of those mums you're not a mum you've known her for like six months like I'm not I'm not being mean but I like I think I, I feel like you have to earn that title like I'm not okay. I mean she didn't earn the title when she rescued her from the psychopath like <laughs> Okay, maybe. That's like, yeah, yeah, maybe a citizen award. Maybe tomorrow. I need you, mom. Maybe you should test this out, Simon. Maybe there's, maybe there's, maybe there's legs in this. There's science behind this. Our podcast could get a bit scientific. From from either now or maybe tomorrow, start referring to yourself as like the mom, your child's mom. Instead of his dad. Yeah, and just see. Just be like, because you've never been a mum. Brooke has never been a mum. Okay. So maybe yeah. you can see what it's like to just suddenly pick that up and be a mum. But that, but what would work better is if I became your mum. Okay. And just see if we can make that work. Okay. Because, because, because what the thing Get is here is that... <laughs> Do you remember that was like a competition to put your mum in a headlock for a review or something? That was back in the day. Did you ever let her know about this? Of course not. Hey, by the way, mum, I put your head up for logging for (laughs) a competition. Probably a marine uh, headlock or something, don't we? (laughs) Marines owed bags, headlocks on parents. But right, for real though, I think, just speaking, speaking my part. You know how you know how everyone we're, we're all scared of offending people and whatever. No. Well, not all are. <laughs> well, you're not. But the um, also have to think. Also, we can have an opinion. We can say our perspective. Like it's never ill-intentioned, you know. But to me, it's like you you earn being a parent and that doesn't mean that you have to earn it by physically giving birth or whatever but you earn it by waking up in the middle of the night and being there with them or you earn it by supporting them by being present by doing whatever it is that you need to do but it takes time it's not just a flash in the pan and now you have that title like if Brooke's there with her every day for the next five years or something sure done it i get it but you don't just earn it over like a couple of months of being there it's not to say that it's not a good thing but to call it and if sam decides to call her mum cool good get it but to call yourself a mum i feel is disrespectful to mothers i went there 
I went there. What? Kara, was it too Only far? Only time will tell with our experiment, Mum. <laughs> no, I don't think. I think you're right. I, I also know we're on One Tree Hill time, which is like accelerated. Yeah, true. So, you know, for this specific circumstance, I th I think the reality is it's not that she sees herself as her mother, but that she's trying to be a mother figure to her and that comes out in that way of her saying like I'm her mom that I agree that that feels a little weird for her to be saying for a, a teenager that's just moved in with her but the concept of I'm trying to show her what her mother what a mother should be showing a teenage girl how to act how to behave what to do uh, you know I agree yeah that's a good point and if she had just said I want to be a good role model or I want to be a good uh, mother figure. Like, fine. I get it. Totally. Yes. But to be like, I'm not a, I'm, I can't, I can't have consensual coitus with you because that would be negative. It's like, well, actually I think you're okay. Um, well, it's your own standards and whatever, but you know, yeah, yeah, and, like, parents have different rules than their kids. Yeah. So it's okay to establish. It doesn't make you a hypocrite to establish rules for your kids that you also are not going to follow. Uh, yes, because you have a more developed frontal lobe brain, right? <laughs> right. You, you've, you've had time to go through whatever. You still have an underdeveloped brain. No disrespect, teenager, but, you know, and so you're more likely to make spontaneous, rash decisions that could end in all kinds of different things. Am I right, Dom? STDs, early pregnancies, all kinds of things. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, these things are bad. I mean, STD, sure, but, <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> jury is clear on that one like, but i've got this std but it's not too bad i'm okay <laughs> like the people i've been with they're okay <laughs> what's the what's the thing have you seen peep show no i know dom you must know uh Kara, uh, that'd be a fun that'd be a fun british show it's like a very dry british comedy and it's told from the the camera angle is people's eye views but you're hearing their inner monologue as they're <laughs> as as they're going through life, and uh, there's um, there's a part in it where it's very dry British humour, where a guy's told um, he's got chlamydia by like an ex sort of like lover or whatever, and he's like, oh my god, what are the symptoms? And she's like, well, no, no, in a man, there's like no symptoms or whatever, and then in his head, he's like, oh. This is fine. No one cares if the invisible man comes to dinner. <laughs> it's like his like positive spin. Yeah, it's funny. But yes, no, STDs are bad. Um, but that's the point is parents have experience, life experience. And yeah, I agree. You can have different different rules. Must have. And they do eventually. Yeah, yeah. I liked the varsity jacket, the Letterman jacket stuff with julian i thought that was that was sweet because he didn't he was like wasn't into sports in high school and then she had him lettering every year which i don't we don't have that here in the uk there's no like jackets or anything cool like that so is lettering to mean that he was on like the varsity team every year or something yeah so you can get 
different schools might be a little different at my school you got a letter after participating a certain amount of time or at a certain level so i lettered in gymnastics when i was in high school um i think when i was a sophomore i got my letter but then in football like there were the bars on the letter and those signified each year you participate in the sport um so you can get different like things on your letter that you can add to your letter based on your participation level. Or if you get an award, you may get a pin for that award and you can add that to your letter. Um, That's dope. That, I mean, that feels like there's something with that that we could do with the podcast, right? Like you should could get like a, a bar for every year that you participated within the podcast community or something. There's something there. <laughs> for, the, for the level you're at as well. Yes. Well, did, did did you get to have a jacket, Kara? Um, I did. So you can choose whether you want to buy the jacket or not. Um, the letter usually you get for free, but um, to purchase a jacket. So I did. Um, both in okay. in high school and in college. Okay. Can can we ask if it's not too rude what the jacket would run at? Like what? How how much would Pete would you be charged um, for the jacket? Gosh, it's probably different now, but it was probably about one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! And it was like the like the like the one that I got from Paul, like the like leather sleeves. Yeah, the leather and sleeves, and then the wool or whatever. That's so. What dead. color was yours? My school colors were orange and black. Oh wow! So that's what my jacket was. Wow! 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 Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I, have, I, I, I have I have it here it stays close <laughs> uh, uh, I don't really know what to do with it like as in it has to be wearable right I can't I mean my high school jacket sits in my closet <laughs> I don't really wear it out anymore <laughs> yeah but I yeah get it. very cool very cool okay well is there, is there anyone else we need to talk about or should we go into judgments I can't think have we missed anyone the only other thing I wanted to say about Nathan, because we went pretty quick through him, was just yep. to call out like how incredibly different, like how much he's actually grown. I mean, he, reality, he used to be a Devon, right? Yeah. Like, definitely. That was definitely his take on life. And the whole like, if someone gets up in my face, I'm going to punch him out. And like, I mean, he didn't do any of that. He was just stayed very present <laughs> calm mm -hmm. um and then also cheering on the sideline like one of the my pet peeves about the first season was that people and the high school players were either playing in the game or they were like quitting there was like no in between it's like every team has people that sit on the bench and when you sit on the bench you're cheering for your team like that's just kind of how it's supposed to be right um at least any sport i've been a part of um and that was present here in this episode where he was like engaging even though he wasn't playing on the on the court um just showing that enthusiasm for and that just all adds to the time when you're actually going to be able to actually be playing on the team so i thought all of that was very cool yeah i fully agree dom nice to see him in that role yeah absolutely He's, he has grown so much and uh, we can only attribute all that to jamie really um the, the, his, you know, yeah. his development and his growth has all come from his five-year-old son so 
Well done. <laughs> Excellent. Well, then, without further ado, we'll move into judgments and anything we didn't pick up on, we will discuss further then. But before we do that, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and I hope you do not. then check us out ravenshoops.net. Why, Don? Because basketballs go through. Oops. But Kara, they also go through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. If you don't know what that is, because we don't really explain what that is, that is our Patreon site where you can get extra additional perks, some of the behind the scenes, uh, you know, of the watch along videos. You get early access to the podcast episodes that come out a week earlier there. We also have a few exclusive things on there, like older episodes that Dom and I did, uh, like unboxing videos and cool stuff like that. So it's all there, ravenshoops.net. But let's get into the judgments. Kara, who was your favorite performer of this episode? I put Jackson Brundage, Jamie. Ah. And what stole the show for him in this one? Um, he was present a lot in this episode. I, I feel like every scene he was a part of, and he did like his his uh, his time with Dan. I thought was really cool with the whole. I, I think I can hear it, you know, going. I want you to be alive basically um his uh working on the homework with nathan and his whole interaction there i just thought he did a really good job with with that um everything he was in yeah excellent dom uh i've gone for james van der beek as my favorite performer i thought he just quality isn't he just the 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 two sides of him that we saw you know his kind of professional side where I'm selling myself, but I've stolen all of Lucas's words and made them my own to get this job and then throwing it in Lucas's face when he goes to see him later on. Um, and then even before that, when he when he sees them and it's just like a complete, complete douchebag. But uh, I thought he was spectacular. So yeah, him. What about you, son? Also, James Vanderbeek. <laughs> he basically is me on cocaine. <laughs> and uh, just the... Uh, I love the uh, on the big screen, baby. Woo! Like all of that energy is just like yes, I love it. I would lo- I would watch a show, a spin-off show that's just based on him, and it would be the best. Um, so yeah, I go with James James Van Der Beek as well. Kara, who's your favorite character of the episode? I picked Nathan Scott for all the reasons I just mentioned a minute ago. <laughs> Nathan Royal Scott Dom uh, I picked Julian I think Julian has um, really sh- shows that he's a he's a stand-up guy and um, getting closer with Brooke he has a lot of moments there his kind of relationship with Sam as well that's that's quite funny and um, like they sort of push each other around a little bit which is good um, and then his kind of serious and then not so serious side with Lucas that comes out and he's just honest he's just like the most honest character we've we've had um for a while so it's really good to when he's on screen so yeah julian what about you mate 
Julian is a good choice. I really do like Julian. But I have to go with Nathan on this one. I just thought he... Yeah, he did show heart. Like uh, like Jamie later said, you know, it's not all about X's and O's. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just showed resilience. And then like Kara said, he really showed his growth and uh, maturity in this one. And I think that's inspiring as a viewer. And particularly if I was to re- relate it to myself when I was watching it in like my early 20s, it's like showing that you can have a redemption arc. You know, you don't have to derive your sense of identity from your past behavior you know particularly in your uh you know earlier life like you have a lot of life to live hopefully touch wood and make of it as you will so and i feel like nathan is his character is a representation of that hope so i choose him nice kara who is your favorite background performer one final less so I went with, so there were two, I'm going to assume they're assistant coaches. When Bobby walks into the locker room, there's two guys standing behind them that looks really official. And I'm going to pick the one on the left. They look, they were so, like, they weren't actually interacting with the scene at all. Like, they weren't even looking in the direction, but they were just standing, like, my job is to stand here behind Bobby and be official (laughs) (laughs) great choice they both looked like security didn't they at one point um i actually picked uh, a chiefs player but not the one that you have the shirt of unfortunately because you hate me no 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 not at all not at all i decided to go for the number 11 the guy the, the guy that was playing as number 11 because he was about three feet taller than everyone else and there's one moment where Devon goes to like pat him or tap him and then like has to like tap his stomach because he's so tall and it's just it just looks really strange but they're like yeah yeah come on let's go and he sort of like taps him and it's his stomach and it's just like yeah it's just awkward but he's huge so I picked that guy and what about you? It's really difficult for me not to pick Rhodes number 34 <laughs> because I have like I'm the owner of that jersey at a bargain price. <laughs> but, but, I had to go with my heart and pick Argyle, the limo <laughs> driver. He had one line. I think he was his one line was like, what? When he's just like, rent die hard, it'll change your life. Which, that's a fact. Yeah. I mean, that's one of mine and Dom's uh, collective favorite movies. It's a movie that bonds us from childhood, which you'd think is an odd one because that would definitely rated 18 which that's the version of rated r you know in the uk is rated r the highest it goes in the u.s um for kind of normal movies that come out in theaters i think r is the highest rated and c 17 which was like even higher than that i don't know if that okay. exists anymore but <laughs> well I think back in back in the nineties, um, so it came out in the eighties, didn't it? But it was um, late eighties, eighty nine, I think. It was the you'd have a U that was like for everyone, a PG that was like parents maybe check it out. We're not quite sure, but still, that's like Disney movies. Then you had like a twelve, and which is for twelve year olds and uh, above, and then you had a fifteen, fifteen. 
and above and then you had an 18 and if it got an 18 it was like oh this is like you know i don't know alien or texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> or something right die hard had an 18 which now would probably get like a 12 yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah yeah they, they threw in a, a 12a didn't they it's like like an advisory on it as well a company accompanied it was a 12 year old accompanied by an that's adult right. that's it it's like suddenly the adult yeah, makes the film less violent. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're there to console the child if they're like traumatized <laughs> by Bruce Willis, like massacring people. But but yeah, anyway, I went with the Argyle guy for that reference because diehard reference. Kara, what was your favorite line of the episode? I went with Lucas's slash... Reese's, <laughs> he takes it over. So, do you want me to read it? Should I read it? Please, cool. yes, we do. Of course, we do. You can't identify with this world. I mean, I want a director who can recreate the feeling that I get every time I step out onto the river court at night. I want someone who can explain to the audience why one song can instantly change Peyton's mood. Someone who can recognize that there are two completely different sides to Brooke Davis both of which are amazing. I want a director that can make the little things the big things. Nicely done. Well done. Yeah, that was lovely. Really good. <laughs> have you ever thought about doing audio books? I have thought about it, but I haven't actually done it. I think that would be really fun. You should do it. You should do <laughs> you. it. You just you read that perfectly. <laughs> and also, Simon, is a dual screener. She's got two. You've got two screens up, right? Yeah. yeah, dual screener, Bosch, reading over there. I liked it. It was good. It was a good moment. But yeah, the audio books, definitely. New, new career for really your good. side hustle. Um, should I do my line? Sorry, because I jumped in. Apologies. Please. Yes. What's yours, Dom? Um, what's yours, Dom? Uh, I picked the weird director <laughs> guy um, who wanted it to be like eight mile. Um, when he yeah. said, this is the spot where Lucas's rival gang kills his uncle Keith in a drive-by shooting. So I just went with that bit. He had quite a few good ones because like when he was doing the whole like framing and stuff yeah. like that. But I went with the, the Keith mention. What about you, mate? I hate I hated it instantly when he was like, "We'll do it all handheld." Which the movies that are done in like a handheld, like Cloverfield and stuff, like really like make me nauseous. Yeah, they like make me yeah. like Blair Witch Project. You know, you're all over the place. Yep. Yeah, all of that. Uh, uh there was actually loads, loads to choose from, um, in in this episode, um. And Nathan had some really good ones. Dan had some good ones. Like, yeah, Reese had some really funny ones. Like, honorable mention to, did I need to get a flight here and nailed a flight attendant? No, but I did. <laughs> you know, like, in fact, I'm going to choose that okay. line. I'm taking that one. I, I was, yeah, that's good. Okay, Kara, what was your favorite song of the episode? Um, Manhattan from the Sky. Kate Vogel. Okay, so Mia's song. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, Dom? I actually changed my song choice um, at the end of the episode. So I originally picked Keen Spiraling, which was playing when uh, 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 Julian and Brooke were together. And I changed it for Ulysses, uh, the, the, the disco bloodbath effect in brackets, which is by Franz Ferdinand. Um, I picked that instead which is near the end of the episode. 
more about you, mate. Okay. I did like whatever song was playing at the end. I did, uh, and I mean that for <laughs> real. Uh, sometimes we use that as a get out clause, but I, I did. We and use it. I did. Li- <laughs> you use it. Okay, I, <laughs> I use it. And I did like uh, Mia's song, but I actually, what I, and this isn't a cop out, this is for real. I going with John Nordstrom because there was a variation of the music that we use for our podcast intro, which is actually the outro music in this season, I think in season six and maybe toward all the way through to the end. But there was like a variation of the same song that was used partway towards the end of the episode, partway through. And I was like, oh, that's our intro music, but slightly different. I was like, okay, I like that. Because we have official, well, from, from John himself, who is a Patreon raven, which is a dope thing, uh, to use that music. So... I feel like I feel like technically it was ours. <laughs> and then last but not least is the precious, precious rating. So Kara, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I did. And did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? I think it stayed the same. <laughs> okay. And Dominico, the same question, my friend. I struggled with this uh, initially. I had a number, and I think it might have gone up by one. Yes. Yeah. I'm between two. I'll go with the higher of the two, maybe. What about you, Sai? <laughs> I had a number. I was delib. I was deliberating between two numbers, and I've landed on the higher number oh could be the same i think i know i think i'll be one higher we'll see (laughs) we'll see kara i don't know i think no i think me and kara will be the same and i think you'll be one lower we'll see we'll say them together after three one two three seven nine (laughs) wait for clarity kara did you say nine Uh uh-huh I said nine, so I was correct there. And Dom, you went with a seven. You were going to go with a six. I toyed with a six, yeah, and originally. What? The, the, what? <laughs> what? Okay, may I? I'll go first. Sure. There, there's firstly, there's no mouth in this episode. We do have Dan in this episode. Every single character moves along and progresses. There is no filler with anyone. Maybe Haley, but she's in a supporting role. Nathan progresses through, potentially now is going to be in the team. We had good basketball going on, good music. We had some good drama going on with, you know, between Julian and Brooke and Paul was involved and that's all good and gets resolved within the same episode, so that's good. Brooke looks like she's finally going to be happy. Sam was was happy in this episode. We had James Vanderbeek. And he was great in this episode. And he's going to be the director. So potentially we're going to see more of him. He nailed a flight attendant on the way there. Is you know, Argyle, diehard references. I think it was really good. Let's leave you for a second, Dom, because I'm going to pile on top of that. Kara, why did you think it was a nine? Um, This is actually one of my favorite episodes, I think. Definitely of the season. 
for all the reasons you mentioned, I just think the character development for most of our main characters is really, really strong. Um, we have fun guest appearances. It, we have lots of basketball. Uh, yeah. I just thought it was a really, really good episode. Yeah. Dom? Well, I, initially I toyed with the idea of a six because I thought it was just kind of a standard episode, just another One Tree Hill episode where stuff just sort of happens. Like it, it wasn't anything particularly um, bold that happened in this episode. And then the more we talked about it, the more I thought, oh, actually, I think this is probably a... A bit more of a seven because um, you know there was there were some funny moments and good moments and uh, heartfelt kind of poignant moments as well, but I I don't see I I try and judge every episode f- for itself as a standalone thing and then I like add in the factor of okay you got to look at episodes that we judged a ten and then kind of work back from that so the three fifteens and sixteens of the world how close was this episode to that in relation to you know how good it was and it it wasn't it wasn't that close to it it you know there was some very very bland moments in this episode as well it was a good episode i will give it that that's why i gave it a seven but i don't think it's as as strong as a nine i i'm not willing to move on the nine and so i think if you can't come to a a, a grown-up resolution yeah i'm gonna say it. A, a, you know a real adult resolution of agreeing with a nine then i think we'd have to put it to a poll and i know you don't like doing that but if you're gonna force the hand I, then i don't like letting other people decide because they're wrong um, <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> no i i came in with a nine i almost switched to a 10 i decided based on your reasoning that the ones that we've had as a 10 in the past it doesn't doesn't quite hit that level for me and so i i was like well no i i love this episode and that was after we had talked like i my almost went up after we all kind of talked about it i decided to stick with a nine i can't see it being lower than that i mean compared to some of the other episodes you've given an eight it's like man like Nathan's reaching his dreams. He got to finally play in a minor league game mm-hmm. and uh, and score the winning basket. Yeah. I, Dom, what is wrong? And has a you? chance again of getting a heart. Oh, I forgot to mention the whole oh, yeah. thing where he calls. He tells says the doc to the doctor, "I'll try not to get kidnapped by a crazy bitch." And the doctor's just like. <laughs> Here's a new beeper. Don't break it this time, you know. Um, yeah. There are a lot of really good moments in this episode. For sure. I will be sure. willing. Like, I, I think it's a good eight then on on the basis of that. But I will be willing to come to a nine in the interest hey. of of meeting you both there. I'm still not. I'm not fully convinced, but I will be willing to go to a nine. Uh, I st- I, you basically- I'm still sitting with my decision. I still think, you know, initially, like six is too low. I will admit that. Six is way too low. Seven probably could be a bit more generous. Eight definitely is where I would, you know, be happy to stop, but I will go to a nine. 
because you hate poles so much. So much. So, you so badly I don't, don't want to give. <laughs> don't, well, I'll, I'll don't lose my job people. if I say that. <laughs> you don't want people to have input that I much. I don't want our ravens that. to decide our fate. <laughs> Or all the ratings of these episodes, <laughs> except for the raven that's with us. That's the only one. The only <laughs> one that matters. <laughs> then, in the history books, it will say that this episode is a nine. Kara, thank you as always. It is uh, a pleasure to spend time with you, to talk One Tree Hill with you, to convince Dom that this was obviously clearly a nine, which we knew that we were correct about, and we're really looking forward to meeting you in person to showing you what nando's is all about <laughs> and uh yeah have having a having a good time so thank you we appreciate it absolutely thank you for having me again this has been fun always is excellent having you on as always and now you've just proven to the world that's listening that you should be doing audiobooks so <laughs> let's make that a thing but yeah, great having you on. Thank you so much. And thank you for your perspective. And I guess for convincing me this is a nine. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> but before you go, or before we all go, let's talk about, or let us know what Dom will be doing for the Ravens chant. Impressions. Basically, it's impressions, accents, whatever you want. Well, let's see. So we talked about a proper, I don't remember the term you used for... Cockney. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Let's hear that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, geezers. Are you ready? Oh, come on. Leave it. But this is what's going to happen. Get up there, Matt, and pears. You all right? (laughs) Right. You slag. Absolute slag. Right, this is what we're going to do. We had the word tart. He's a little tart. Look at him. Right, we're going to do <laughs> ravens on three. Not not three, three. Ready? One, two, yeah. three. Uh-huh. Yeah. Raven. <laughs> yeah, fucking raven. <laughs> you slag. <laughs> <laughs>